And we're back. It only took an entire month for me to finally um, have some time to do this. It's been one month since I recorded. A bit more than a month, but it doesn't matter at this point. What I'm doing right now is working as well. So it's a bit hard to just record and then just, you know, come back to it. So thank you for those who waited. Currently, I'm going to do the podcast solo because actually I do have a good, a good little thing here to bring up. For those of you who don't know, back in the day, um, let's see, I say back in the day like I'm an old person. Okay, this was between 2019, early 2020, 2021 now, I think. Yes, it, I don't think it is. But basically, I was an OTR driver. What, if you don't know what that is, over-the-road driving, essentially what you do is uh, you're a truck driver. The big guy is hauling those massive trailers. Um, you have a giant sleeper in the back. Where you go to sleep, that's where you um, basically live out most of your life. Especially if you're doing OTR for a long time. I only did it for one year. But in that one year, I had some crazy stories to bring up. One of them, well, I'm going to talk about on the podcast today. However, I have quite a lot that happened in one year. Um, not as much as my neighbor, who's been doing it for God knows how long. He's, he's a champ. He's the one who got me into it. Thank you if you're listening. And I'm honestly, it was pretty cool. There was a lot of stuff that I would definitely change about the industry, that's for sure. There's a lot of people who take advantage of you because you're over the road and they assume you make more money. This and that. Basically, it's a big dramatic story. It's a clusterfuck that I don't want to get into right now. I will get into it a bit later. But as of now, what I do have is an interesting story about the I-80. If you don't know what that is, Interstate 80 in California. It is the entrance to Northern Nevada. And if you don't know, that place gets really heavy with snow on occasion. It's it's bad. But I had a story about it that I thought would interest you guys. I thought would be fun to share on the podcast. I have other stories as well. But this is one of the main ones that I don't really tell many people. Mainly because to me it's kind of boring. But it, it would make a good story. So I decided to bring it up on the podcast. I'm going to talk about it today. I won't lie. This shit's kind of hard to do on your own. <laughs> it's... um. I don't know. It's weird doing a podcast on my own, only hearing myself talk. Uh, talking about this story feels a bit weird, but I do have notes here discussing what I wanted to bring up. And obviously it's the I-80 incident where I drove a giant, not a giant, 18-wheeler. You guys know what it is. Shout out to my trucker boys who are probably going to hear this podcast. Um, yeah, <laughs> never thought that I would actually... Um, have some people at work hear it, ironically, because I'm still truck driving, but I'm not doing OTR anymore. I'm doing local, so I'm home every day. It's actually way, way better. Like, I, I prefer this over OTR, and let me tell you why. This story gets fucking crazy, because the way it worked was I had to just go over the I-80, and I had to come back. Go over the I-80, drop off a load, and come back. However, I was not told that on the I-80, it was, um, it was snowing. So there was a lot of ice on the road. And it was to the point where a lot of truck drivers had simply stopped. They didn't actually want to keep going over the road or they didn't want to go over that section because um, when it's iced over, they would actually prefer to stop, park the vehicle and just wait for it to clear up, which is normal. I should have done that honestly in hindsight, but I did not. And it led to a crazy incident going on, which was a really good experience in my opinion, because if I hadn't done it, I would not appreciate life as much as I do right now. It makes you 
you know, it's the shit like that that makes you think, damn, you know, I'm lucky to be alive. Um, no one died in the story, so don't think of it as that really grim tale of a truck driver going, mm, I lost a friend on the 80. Yeah, no one, no one's going to talk like that here. Mostly positive vibes in the, on the podcast or whatever. But this does get interesting because when I had to go over the first time, I saw signs that said, uh, snow chains required. I had never put on snow chains on a tire, let alone a car one or a truck one, you know, either one. Never done it before. I've driven through snow before. It's really fun. But when there's ice on the road, black ice or anything, then you got to be careful. And I was not, unfortunately. So what happened was I had stopped too soon before I was going over the I-80. There's a big peak on the I-80. That is where the snow was. That's where all the ice was anyway. There was snow everywhere. It was beautiful. I should go into detail about it later. Maybe post some pictures on my Instagram. You know, do that shit. But I did not prepare properly for this experience because I had no food. I had no water. I didn't have any gloves on me. And I only had a lighter on the truck. So I was expecting to make it over the I-80 in that same day. It's not that long when there's no ice or anything. It's just a one day, uh, one day trip to there and back. This ended up taking me two days because unfortunately my tire chains broke. They were dragging behind me. They were stuck in between the, um, the two big wheels you see. And they were just smashing on the fucking trailer. It was just over and over again, smashing. It was crazy. I didn't know about this till I turned into the mirror and I saw it and I saw how badly damaged my, um, there's this area in front of the trailer called the catwalk near there. It was damaged. And I had no, I had no means of fixing it on an icy road when I didn't even need my tire chains at that point. The funny part is I put it on way too soon. I didn't know about it. So I was driving too fast with tire chains, which was my mistake. And I had to stop, take them off and keep going. The only problem was when I got to the part where I needed the tire chains, I did not have enough. I had one that was damaged, but it still worked. It just fell off. I thought it was broken, but it turns out it had just slipped off the wheel and it was just rotating, you know? Luckily, no one got hurt, the chain didn't break, but it was, um, it looked like it had broken. Keep in mind, I had no experience with this stuff. It was, um, it was pretty cool to, to be there amongst the ice, taking it off, taking off the chains. Of course, the cold really makes your hands hurt, right? I mean, it really stings. You've, if you've ever been playing in the snow and you don't got gloves, after a while it starts stinging. So imagine having to work in those conditions, which um, I kind of put myself through, you know? That's what happens when you're, um, when you're ill-prepared for something like this. It really hits you in the face. It's kind, of, um, it's kind of ironic that I'm talking about this now in this very warm place where I'm at. So there I am getting to the point where DOT and Highway Patrol is stopping people, making sure they have tire chains. Some of the people there were actually offering to put on tire chains for a small fee. I didn't have any cash on me and there was no ATM in the, in the fucking mountains, obviously. Um, but it was, um, it was something I really should have prepared for. Keep this in mind. If you're going to travel anywhere with snow, any type of danger, something small, it doesn't matter. Be prepared. I mean, really prepare yourself. You, you never know what the road has for you. This is for all the new over the uh, over the road drivers, or if you're considering doing OTR, which I no longer am anymore, um, after some stories that you're gonna hear later. Um, this stuff is vital, you know, very important to you actually making it to the destination you're going and making it home. 
of course, little naive me. I mean, when I'm when I was on the road, I felt like a fucking badass sitting on my brand new international truck, driving that big ass truck down the highway. I mean, who doesn't feel like a badass when they're driving something that big, something that powerful? <laughs> it's funny thinking about it now because it's not even that good of a truck, but it was cool at the time because I didn't know any better. Mm. So about the tire chains, when I finally put them on, my hand was stinging. I was finally done. It took about an hour to put them on, which. Um, I discussed with another driver. He said, I did do it fine. Shit happens on the road. You know, that's what happens. It's um, it's funny to think about how, how much I bitched about it at the time because I would just go into any other driver. When you're an OTR driver, you talk to other drivers uh, that are also OTR because they're the ones who know, you know? Like they're the ones who are in this shit with you because they know what's going on. They know what you're going through. Especially if you're a new driver like me, a lot of them had a lot of sympathy for it because I was one of the youngest truck drivers a lot of them had seen. One of them straight up told me I should really just look for a job near the house, which I ended up doing. But at the time, it was um, either that or something else. If it seems like I'm pandering for time, I'm actually not. It's just this happened a while back ago and it's hard to remember all the details, especially because some of the details I actually had to leave out not for legal reasons or anything, but for respect for the people that were there. Um, once I finally had the tire chains on, I was driving the OTR, um, the um, the highway patrol, everyone who was there, they gave me the thumbs up, you know, they said, all right, you're good to go, go on in. So I was driving on the ice, and when you're driving on the ice, you can only go a certain speed limit because of the ice and how dangerous it is. I was about 20 miles an hour, That's that's that was it which is normal speed in those conditions. However, when you're driving on ice, you tend to slide left to right. I didn't hit anyone, thankfully. Everyone was sliding a bit. And I heard some people on the CB radio, that's the, the little radio thing you hear uh, truckers talk on every now and then. They'll push the button, they'll be like, breaker one nine, da, 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 da. you know, whatever. It's the same ones that the police use. And one of them was telling me, hey, you're fishtailing, which what that means is when you're driving, the trailer will move left and right on its own. The truck will still be going straight, but the trailer will start losing a bit of traction. It'll wiggle back and forth, and it is something you do not want to see when you are driving those fucking massive things. Even if you're behind it or in front of it, you just don't want to see it because you're about to brace for some fucking, some big fucking messes. Thankfully, I got the truck under control, which <laughs> it um, it's crazy thinking about it too because. I was fully loaded, so I was at max capacity with the truck on ice. That should have helped me with traction, and it did, thankfully. But with ice, ice doesn't give a fuck how heavy you are. It doesn't give a fuck how much traction your wheels got. Because I had snow chains on it, I was still fish fishtailing. The guy behind me was letting me know, thankfully. And obviously he was probably scared out of his fucking mind because he's the one behind me. If I were to flip over, he would hit me straight up. Uh, regardless of how fast we were going, we would actually all... Um, we would all be hitting the um, the brakes real good. And on ice, you don't want to do that because you have no traction. You have very little traction anyway. You hit the brakes and the wheel stop, you will, you will keep skidding. However, I've heard a lot of the trucks now have traction control, which is way better. But I was just thinking at the time, after I had gotten it under control and I was still going, my first thoughts were, how the fuck did people do this before all the safety equipment was um, was put in place, you know? So I was talking later on, after all this had passed, I was talking to some of the other guys and they were just telling me, hey, um, that's 
that's the risk you gotta take out here, man. I mean, these trucks are unforgiving, the road can suck, ice is a bitch. I mean, it's just fun. Um, when you're out of there alive anyway. But the fun part was, I finally, uh, I made it over the hill. So I was on the other side, I was in Reno, Nevada, um, the next day, or a few hours afterwards, because once you get to a certain point, you can park the truck, take off your chains, and you're good to go. And good Samaritan little me saw someone behind me who had their chains stuck, unfortunately. Um, two Indian drivers. They were, um, well, I mean, those of you who know me, you know my skin color. They thought I was one of them. At the time, I had long hair and a beard, so I kind of looked like one of them. And I was like, you know what? I'm not one of you, because they were speaking to me in Punjab, which is uh, their, their, their language. And I told them, I don't fully understand you, but I understand you need help. So I went in, no gloves, no nothing. And I helped them get the chain off. So, you know, got some good boy points for that, hopefully. When they all see them again, maybe they'll owe me a favor. A high five at least, goddamn. Um, after that, I took off the chains on their truck and on mine, and I made my way back to Reno, Nevada. So the next day, I, um, I heard uh, after I was stationed somewhere, uh, I was parked in Reno, Nevada in a certain place called the Terminal which is where you can stay for the night you can get a hot shower do all that shit you know normal at home things are not available when you are over the road you don't have a shower in the things and a lot of truck drivers i mean you know it's a stereotype where they'll stink up and shit that's that's unfortunately kind of true because you don't have access to toiletries or showers sometimes um some of them will go in a little bottle and throw it out on the side of the road i didn't want to be that kind of truck driver so i would always stop at a terminal or I would always stop somewhere with hot showers or these places called a pilot or a flying J. Basically two two of the major truck what's it called? Truck parking, really. That's all it is. Places where you know a truck stop. I don't know why I blanked out on the word. But yeah, I wanted to always stop at one of those. My only other options sometimes were um much smaller mom and pop shops which were okay too sometimes they didn't have a shower but they had food that's what you needed to survive and um <laughs> the fun part about this trip right wasn't the fact that i went over the hill and i made it it was the fact that i was coming back with damaged tire chains and it was um again i did not prepare for the way back although this time i did have food and water just in case shit hit the fan and unfortunately it did this time oh boy my favorite details coming up so, on my way back, I had no load, so my truck was about 45,000 pounds um, lighter. Which means I had lost a majority of the traction that I had on the way over. So that was a disadvantage. And I had the damaged tire chains, which were still functional, but just barely. Just fucking barely. And on my way over, well, we needed the tire chains again. Um, ain't I lucky? <laughs> it was, um, it was a mess getting them back on. Uh, I forgot to buy gloves, which clumsy little me, but that was only half the problem. With the chains on, I still remember that I had to put them on in a certain location to get over the hill. And when I did that, I remember driving um, 20 miles an hour again. Only this time, we were going through much smaller, much smaller roads. I guess the way back from the I-80, there's much smaller roads as well. and. It was fun because at that point I was going slow. I was almost, almost to the fucking edge. 
and I thought for sure I was gonna make it until I heard the tire chain that was damaged finally snapped, broke off, and I lost traction on my right side and I started skidding off the fucking road. I had ended up blocking the freeway, unfortunately. At that point, I had completely stopped. I lost all traction. No matter how hard I pushed on the gas, I would not move. Luckily, there was no heavy traffic at the time. Otherwise, I would have been given a ticket for obstructing traffic. However, the highway patrol did get involved because I was not where I had to be. I had my four ways on. I was warning people just go around. There was plenty of space to go around, but it's a two lane road in a certain part of it. And it was not fun having to redirect traffic around my truck when I don't have food, water, or well, at this time I had water. Water is important, more important than food. Remember that, no matter how hot or cold you are, bring some goddamn water. Um, but anyway, the highway patrol guy was nice enough because he saw me and he, I was telling him, he saw how young I was. That was the important part because if I was older and meaner, yeah, he'd probably be like, yeah, you're, you're getting a fucking ticket. But he saw me and he told me, hey, um, can't park here man you know i obviously was saying it as a joke guy was great i wish i got in his name but i would send him some fucking flowers right now thinking about the story is just it's ridiculous how how nice he was like i've never seen such a nice cop before and i appreciated it i was like hey man i am stuck i there's no way around it i'm stuck in the snow i don't have tire chains i have no way back i've got water to last me a day or two uh, how long do you think I'll be stuck here? And he said, let me try to get you out of here. And they had a big fucking snowplow, really big one. They had to be careful in putting it in the back of my truck. You know, those massive fucking 18 wheeler trucks. Luckily, I had slid off in a straight line. Just curved just a little bit, but not too much that I lost uh, the ability to turn straight. It was fun for me the second time. It was nice because it was, um, what's the word? Um, convenient. If it was inconvenient, I would have been turning into the road and I would not have been so fortunate. But I remember them pushing with that big, that big snowplow they had and it worked perfectly. I was able to get a bit more traction and the, the, um, the highway patrol told me, we're gonna push you to a certain place and from there you can either wait, wait out the storm or find some other tire chains. And unfortunately, how the fuck am I gonna do that in the middle of the <laughs> the woods out here so I chose the latter option and I had to wait it out a bit but I had no idea how long the storm was gonna last and I was hungry fucking starving but I had plenty of water so I just kept drinking it and I remember at some point I was thinking I'm gonna have to go out and fucking start a fire if my truck goes out because I had a heater luckily I had a heater that even when the truck is turned off it would continue functioning I had a certain amount of fuel which was enough to get me back and not much else. <laughs> I was thinking, God damn, I am not gonna go out like this. And I didn't. I'm here today telling my story and it was pretty fun thinking about, I keep saying that, don't I? Um, it was, okay, I'm just gonna say it like it is. It was fucking wild. <laughs> okay. I've never been in a situation like that before. So imagine your first time driving with tire chains, they break and you have to be dragged off the fucking road. Oh, that was fun. And that's, uh, again, shout out to Highway Patrol. You guys are fucking unspoken heroes. And I remember finally crossing the state line. I was in California again. Luckily, for those of you who know, California is a bit warmer. So you know what happened? 
fucking snow and the ice started melting a bit more, you know? Over here, this is where I wanted to be. So I was in a, I was in a good position, both mentally and literally, because I was in a warmer climate and the ice was melting faster. But I was still waiting in the snow for the snow to melt. So what do you do when you have all that free time? You're on your own, you got a warm truck with a bit of fuel in it. Nothing. I didn't do anything. I sat there and I thought, you know, I'm kind of bored. I'm just gonna take a nap. Luckily, my heater held out and I covered myself in warm blankets and everything else just in case the worst scenario happened, which it did not, thankfully. But I was ready. I was ready for the fucking cold. I was about to take on whatever God is fucking throwing all this shit at me. I was like, you know what? Bring it, motherfucker. Let's go. I'll throw, glo I'll throw gloves off right now. I don't have gloves. I'll still throw them off. Gloves off. <laughs> Fuck am I doing? Mm. After the snow had melted, it had been about five hours that I waited, which wasn't too bad because I took a nap, woke up, had the old tier, um, the highway patrol guy just, yo, you can go now. Ice is melted enough for you to leave without tire chains, which luckily I did not have anyway, so I just took off the ones that I did have and I left. I made it on my way back and the dispatcher was happy to see me after a few hours. He said, the fuck happened? I was like, snow, man, fucking snow. <laughs> snow is such a bitch when you're driving a truck. So it was fun getting over the mountain and coming back. Let me tell you, if you've never been to Reno, Nevada, I highly recommend you go over there and check it out in the summer, not in the winter. <laughs> oh, like I did. Boy, that place gets fucking cold. Beautiful place though. Given my experience with um, snow chains, driving OTR for a year, talking to the other drivers and having friends who do it for a living, I'm, I'm genuinely impressed that you guys could do it longer than I could. I mean, I would do it again if I could pick the route and if I could pick the day of the year or the, the seasons, basically. Best time for me to do it would be spring, summer, and fall, and never winter. I was, I had maybe three months experience when I was over here doing that. I was pretty young. It was, um, it was fun while, um, while I did it because I have a shit ton of stories to tell. This is just one of them. This is one of the more tame ones. Well, I mean, it's kind of wild, I guess. Really depends. Um, the best part about the experience was I had to do it again. <laughs> so I went over to Reno and I came back. You know, this whole snow chain thing happened. But the second time, I was very lucky because when I went over the second time, the snow had melted. Simple, straightforward shot. Did it twice. It was fun. On the way back, there was a bit of snow scare and my first thought was, damn it, not again. Luckily, I had prepared the second time because, you know, taking a beating will, it'll prepare you for this shit. Hopefully. Luckily, it was a safe return, but I would never, I would never do that again. If they asked me to drive through the snow, I would tell them, here's the truck, you do it. That's what you should do, honestly. I have nothing but sympathy for over-the-road drivers. You guys are the fucking, you guys are the greatest. Like, I've met some people who were doing it their entire life, and they have just crazy stories to tell. I mean, I would get one of them on the podcast. I would tell them all about them. I'd say, hey, I need you to tell me your stories, man. People got to hear this shit. 
because I've never seen other people do it. And when they do, they don't go into detail about it. For example, that was just one of the crazy stories. But there's another one where I went to sleep in a Nevada desert. It was pretty fun. I was, um, that was the most stars I've seen in my entire life. But it was also the coldest I've ever been in my entire life. I've never been in minus degree weather. It's pretty fun. When you were prepared for it anyway, which I wasn't the first time. And honestly, um, if you ever have someone who's interested in doing over the road driving, fucking shoot them my way. I'll tell them what to do. I'll tell them how to prepare and I'll show them my buddies who are still doing it. It's, um, it's not a bad job per se. It's just bad things happen, which that happens in any job. But when you're driving an, an 18 wheel or 80,000 pound truck with a massive blind spot behind it, things tend to get a bit fucked up. Now, does that is that telling you that no one should do it? Absolutely not. That job is essential. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you, and for some people it's essential for them, not because it provides a lot of money, but because it provides solidarity, it provides an escape. Some people just wanna get in the truck and just go. They don't care where they're going, but they got something to do, you know? And it's, it's fun. It's honestly just fun. I do miss part of it. My favorite parts were when I would park in a in this very specific location in between California and Arizona. There's a massive stretch of desert there in between the um, in between the California and Arizona border, getting close to it anyway. There's a nice diner that I miss. Um, I don't remember the old lady's name, but like you know who you are. Um, one day I'll probably see you again. Maybe when I'm going to Arizona, I'll stop by that one pilot in the middle of nowhere, if it's still there. It, um, it's definitely nice to stop there on, from time to time. I haven't traveled like that since, let me tell you. And my next trip, my next goal anyway, is to go somewhere really, really far. Like, I'm talking across the ocean. And I'm, I'm making plans, saving up money, I'm gonna go there. It's gonna be fun telling these stories on the um on the podcast because that was just one of the many one of the many crazy shits that happens to a little old me there's a lot more pausing than usual on this podcast because i've never done a podcast solo but this was fun i would I, I would definitely share my stories again although next time i'm gonna get tony on the fucking podcast again that guy is awesome you guys should check out his instagram which is impossible to spell so i'll probably just like it somewhere i'll share this to him I'm going to tell him, hey man, need you on the podcast again. Probably do another one next week. Uh, we got some keeping, we got some catching up to do now that I finally got more days off and more money to do the podcast. We got pop filters on the fucking mic. We got a fucking foam wall. And in case you haven't noticed, I'm not exactly in my parents' place right now either. So if you hear background music on this one, you're, prob- you're probably going to, like I haven't put it in yet, but I'm going to definitely put background music in this um, this podcast from now on, just to, just to make it more interesting, because the dynamic is, I mean, it could be better, you know? So if you got any recommendations for the podcast, just message me on Instagram, my DMs are open uh, for anything really, just send me some memes, I prefer if you send me a shit ton of memes, I don't care where or what they have on them, Fucking guy sent me a dick pic just now. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna lie. I'm not gonna cap. Um. Okay. I'm never talking like that again on this. And there he is again. Okay. While I'm on the subject of OTR driving, I gotta. I just. I gotta plug this. Okay. Jeffrey Ed- Edward. 
Jeffrey Edward. Uh, my old dispatcher made his own company, and I gotta say, I'm I'm a fan. This is not a paid sponsorship by any chance. I just gotta shout him out. You gotta go. Um, you, you gotta check out his stuff. He's got um, designer socks, and let me tell you, they are comfortable as shit. Uh, I I loved working with a guy. He was great. It's um, it, it's it's fun seeing him right there on that website of his. Uh, go to flockscustoms.com. Get yourself some nice socks, high quality custom socks. You can design them however you want. They're affordable. They're um, they're really top notch stuff. That's flockscustoms. F L O X customs.com. There's um, again, not a paid sponsorship. I just I had to shout him out because that guy was awesome to work with. And when I saw that he made his own company, I was so proud of him. That guy's got, I mean, that guy's just awesome to work with. He was just fun to work with, honestly. He was, um, he's awesome. Based out of Arizona. And, um, honestly, he's one of the guys I miss working with. Might shoot him an email later. Even buy some socks off him. I already did, actually. They're in the mail. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, this is, um, this has been the podcast and, um, I'm going to make more stories like this later on. More more trucking stories, man. I'm still I'm still working at the truck driving industry and I'm going to tell you right now, there's some crazy shit that happens on the on the daily. Like the other day something happened that because because of the nature of what happened, a certain person, uh two people from what I remember passed away. So, out of respect, I will leave that story untouched. Um, you know, may they rest in peace those people. Um, but I will I will definitely go into detail later about more stories that happened, both over the road and locally. Uh, I won't say where I'm out of. You guys know who I am. If you don't know, then you only have my Instagram to go off of and this podcast if you find it. But yeah, this has been my first solo podcast. And honestly, this was uncomfortable to shit. I'm definitely going to get a team or something. So I was getting into the podcast right here, but I forgot to plug one last thing. I recently made a band camp. If you want to follow me on there, it's Mr. Garcia. I've released two solo albums and I'm currently working on an EP. I currently bought FL Studios, which is actually really fun to use. And I also finished the first two songs on GarageBand. It's a good source, but it's not really the best. But FL Studios is definitely um, working a lot better. So yeah, if you want to follow me on Bandcamp, that's Mr. Garcia. That's um, me, my artist name right now. Um, But yeah, that's about it. See ya.